Welcome to the Beautiful Souls Podcast with your host, myself, Danielle Cadwell. I'm an Olympian author, speaker, and coach, and I'm here to dive deeper into all things mindset, manifestation, mission, and yes, some meditation. In 2013, I was an unfit, concussed, and massively self-conscious synchronized swimmer when an opportunity arrived that was well beyond my wildest dreams to begin training for the next Olympic Games. I was terrified. However, I decided to take the biggest leap of my life. I went all in, moving from Canada to Australia and dedicating my life to my sport. On this journey, I made a vow to myself. If I could do it, if I could really make my wildest dreams come true, I would spend the rest of my life sharing what I had learned to help others do the same. So beautiful souls, this podcast is where I fulfill my promise. We'll talk about everything from the energetics of manifestation and the power of self-worth to mindset cultivation and how to step up and into your soul mission. You can think of this time together as kind of like a soul spa, where together we will wash away your fears, massage you with some truth and some love, and spruce you up on the insides with some spirituality. So, are you ready to be rejuvenated from the inside out? Let's dive in. Beautiful sunshine souls! I am so excited that this is episode 99 from the gal who was like a couple years ago, I don't need to start a podcast. I don't have enough to talk about. If you could see my face right now, clearly you have enough to talk about, Danielle. If anything, you have too much to talk about. Um, And when I think about all the things I talk about on my podcast, then all the things that I talk about in my courses and my workshops and with my clients, I'm like, you have enough to talk about. Wow, I'm so impressed with myself. So if you're here for the first time, thank you. Welcome. Um, my name is Danielle DK. If you're wondering how the heck you got here and, and who I am, go back and listen to episode one. If you're returning and my loyal friend, then um, hey, bestie, I hope that I know your name. Please message me on Instagram. Lovely to see you. But I really wanted to record this episode today because I wanted to talk about how we can turn shit into gold. When and what do I mean by that? When things are crappy that happen, how can we make a, a better situation? And I want to use this crazy story um, because, okay, like I teach this, like I, I, a big thing that I love talking about is adversity and, and how to come overcome adversity and, and how um, I talk about, I have my 4F formula, which I teach to all of my um, clients that go through my different programs, which is really powerful. And I live that. And, you know, one of the parts of that is, is finding the lesson. And I, <laughs> so, um, and so this is really like when shit hits the fan, right? How do you make the best out of a challenging situation? How do you overcome adversity? How do you do that? And so I wanted to use a little story of something that happened recently um, to tell you guys, you know, basically me working through this and how with your attitude and your mindset, you can make a shitty situation turn into something fucking fantabulous, like over and over and over again. Like I literally could write a a book of stories um, on this. So it is story time. Dun, 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 dun. I wish I had like a little drum roll um, sound effect, but we're just going to imagine that. So a couple weeks ago, me and Luca, if you don't know who Luca is, he is the special guest that isn't here right now, but he's my fiance. Um, and so me and him were going to the Dominican Republic. Some friends invited us, um, like a good friend of Luca's, who's his groomsman at our 
one of his groomsmen at our wedding. Um, and he's a groomsman at his wedding. Anyways, they're good friends. They invited us to go to the Dominican Republic because they had to go there for business. And they're like, hey, do you want to join us? And we like on a whim, um, we we're like, yeah, sure. We're those people, right? Um, and I love that about us. Um, we're the people that say yes on a whim. So we booked it. We were like, yeah, we're going to go. They had already booked accommodation. We just need to get flights. And so we looked up flights from Vancouver to Dominican Republic um, back in like August. And we're like, wow, it's really challenging to get to the Dominican Republic from Vancouver. I don't know. I guess I think maybe I'm biased because Vancouver is like it's a, it, we have a like pretty main international airport like, you know, we're in North America, you know, and I'm going to somewhere in the Caribbean like. In my mind, it shouldn't be that hard, but it was just really challenging. Like basically the flight we ended up originally booking um, was going to be about a 22 hour journey, something like that, which is about the same amount of time that we can get back to Australia in, interestingly enough. But that was the flight that we booked and it was three stops, 22 hours. And we're like, you know what? It is what it is. We're going to go for it. So there's multiple parts to this story okay um and so we always take the perspective of we booked this on the whim and then I was like I like to be the curious observer of asking hmm I wonder why this happened hmm I wonder why we decided to do this because everything in life gives us a gift or a lesson right when we start to look for it so a couple weeks before we decide to go to the Dominican Republic me um, Danielle Cadwell, uh, stubs her toe enough to break it and snap it. And I have a broken toe, which makes it a little bit hard for me to walk. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to make the most of it. It's fine. Um, so we are excited. It's a Saturday. We're supposed to, a Saturday at 1.30 PM, our flight leaves. We're supposed to arrive on Sunday. Um, and we're excited. So we're at the Vancouver airport. Um, okay. First part to this story. And me, I'm a, I'm a board the plane last type of girl. I feel like you can put yourself into certain categories. You're a board the plane first person. I'm a board the plane last person. I'm like the least amount of time I can spend on the plane, not because I'm afraid of flying, just because, you know, I like my freedom and I don't want to just like, you're going to be sitting in that chair for a while. So I'd rather walk around the airport or like, just, you know, be free. So we boarded the plane, you know, like one of the last people and um, me and Luca were supposed to be sitting apart, which was weird because we booked together. So anyways, um, so it was kind of shitty. Like I was we we're supposed to be in middle seats on different rows. And then as soon as we're about to walk in the plane door, I like just, you know, check getting my passport. And then I'm just checking everything and I can find my phone. And I'm like, huh, that's weird. And then I start panicking because I realize I actually don't know where it is. You know, you check your pockets, you check your purse, you check all the things. It's not anywhere. And then I was like, oh, my God, maybe I left it in the bathroom. Um, that's the only thing I can think of because I'm like, it's definitely not with me. And so I in panic mode, I say to the flight attendant, is there any chance I can go? I think I left my phone behind. Can I go and look? It's in the bathroom. She's like, is it close? And I'm like, yep, it was not close. It was about 400 meters away. Um, and she's like, if you're quick, you can go. So I run back up. I guess they like radioed the people at the top of the gate. Um, they take my passport and my, uh, ticket, I think in case I don't make it back in time and girl with a broken foot, broken toe, sorry, who's been hobbling around the airport. All of a sudden adrenaline pumps through my body and I start running. 
Keep in mind, I have not been able to walk normally, much less run. And as I'm running, I'm like, well, this is weird. I don't know why this doesn't hurt right now. This should really, really hurt. But I'm like, I'm running fine. That is adrenaline, my friend. So just in case you're worried that if the saber-toothed tiger comes after you and you won't be able to make it away, you will get adrenaline because that was adrenaline. And I was like, this is amazing. I do not feel any pain. I'm walking normally. I'm running normally. Like not running. I'm sprinting like I'm fucking Usain Bolt because the bathroom was on the other side of the airport. And I was the last thing on the plane and I was panicking. I didn't even know for sure if it was there Um, because I had taken it out in the bathroom. And I was like, maybe I put it on one of those things where you put the phone on. So I go run all the way through the airport I go to the bathroom I look in the bathroom and like all the stalls and I'm like I can't find it panicking then I'm like fuck I'm just gonna have to run back and leave it because I don't know where it is I don't have time to look as I'm running back they literally stay on the loudspeaker uh, Mrs. Danielle Kettlewell can you please return to your gate the plane will be leaving Danielle Kettlewell return to the gate the plane is leaving and I'm like about to cry because I'm like oh my god the plane can't leave. <laughs> I don't know where my phone is. Then Luke is going to be going to the Dominican Republic. The inconvenience of it all is very high. And it's already challenging to get there. Like, I just don't want to deal with this. Sprinting, crying. Um, I, like, literally get back to the gate. The lady, like, ha- I feel like I'm, like, in a baton rally, right? She has the passport out. I grab the passport. I'm like, thank you. I run back down the, the thingy. And then I go into the plane. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to sit on this plane in the middle row between these two strangers with no phone for the next however many hours and we're going away for a week and you know a phone is very inconvenient but also like I um contact my clients through apps that I have on my phone that only can be on a phone and, and it would just be really challenging if I didn't have my phone um and frustrating and just so it's just so annoying right and so I'm like oh my gosh I don't know what I'm gonna do I was about to like like, I think I'd held back tears up until that point, And then I was about to burst into tears. And I see they gave me a seat beside Luca near the front of the plane. Thank God. We're sitting beside this other random man who was very kind. Bless his soul. Um, and I sit back down. Luca looks at me. He's like, did you find the phone? I was like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, literally start crying. And he's like, and he's like, oh, I was like, I ran all the way there. He's like, what? How did you do that? I was like, I don't know. He's like, does it hurt? I'm like, not yet. Um, within 10 minutes, my foot started like throbbing and my whole leg started cramping as well because I hadn't been like actually using my calf like that because I'd been like limping. And so my whole leg was like, what was that? Like, we haven't done that. Like <laughs> the muscles deteriorating. Um, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know where it is. We look on Lucas phone. Luckily our phones are connected so we can do the find my phone thing. And we like turn it on as a lost phone. We put like a little message on it. Um, but we like said to like, cause we're going to be traveling. So we put the phone number to call my dad. Um, and then we start like the door closes, we start taxiing and I'm like, Oh God, this is so annoying. I'm like thinking of where else I might've left it. And then I'm like, Oh, I think I sat down on one of the chairs right before we went into the gate for a few minutes. Must've fallen out of my pocket. And so we're taxiing and then all of a sudden we stop. But I think I didn't really notice because of like dealing with all the commotion of the phone situation. And we're trying to, you know, get get the lost message in there before we take off. Right. Because you have to turn your phones off. But then they start saying, oh, sorry, we just have some technical issues um, with the computer on the plane. So we have to. This is such an epic story. Like, 
I hope you guys are in for this. Like, get some popcorn. Like, get a glass of wine. Like, we're here for this, okay? Um, so we're 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 in. We're in for the long haul, right? Um, and, and anyways, so what was I saying? Yeah. So they say that there's some technical issues and I'm like, okay, cool. So we have some, a little bit more time with when our phones are on to sort this issue out. Then they say, sorry, we have to wait another 15 minutes. Sorry, we have to wait another 15 minutes. And then, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe we'll have to go back to the gate. If we go back to the gate, then maybe I can look for my phone. Right. I'm like hoping I'm praying. Right. Then they say, Sorry, everyone, we're going to have to taxi back to the gate to get the engineers on the <laughs> the flight to fix the computers. I'm like, oh, something like that. And I'm like, oh, my God, I go I hobble up to the flight attendant. I was like, is there any way I can go look for my phone? And because she's all she's all she's in this journey with me now. Right. And she's like, I can't let you out the plane, but I can get the person at the gate to look for it for you. She's like, do you know where you put it? And so I said where I think it might have fallen. And then we did the little dingy thing, you know, where you just find my phone. It goes ding, 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 ding. And so I'm like praying, right? Please, 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 please. This would be just be so like, what, what a miracle for there to be technical issues on the plane, right? Like, thank you, universe, Lord Jesus, Buddha, Allah, like all of you. Thank you. <laughs> um, and anyways, five minutes later, this man walks on the plane with his arm up. Like he's like just won something and he's holding my phone. And it's going ding, ding. And I'm like, oh my God, I got my phone back. This is part one of the story, right? <laughs> like many parts. I'm like, okay, wow, thank you for that, sir. Um, and then we're like, okay, cool, we're gonna take off and go on our trip. No, not yet. So we end up finding out that our flight, and this is gonna be an integral piece of information for the story for the future, our flight, the plane is not working for some reason. And they have they say, sorry, everyone, we're gonna have to deboard the plane because you've already passed through customs. You're gonna have to go back through customs, collect your bag, and you're gonna have to rebook a flight with American Airlines. And so I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. We're like pretty easy going with this stuff, but luckily we're at the front of the plane, but we're like, this is going to be like chaos because there's going to be like a hundred people that need to rebook a flight. Um, and, and, and so we, we get off and we're like, okay, it is what it is. You know, like luckily me and Luke, we're going on vacation. Like, it's not like I've had a situation once where a flight was delayed and I had to make it back to my friend's wedding and that was stressful. So it was like, there's not a certain timeline or deadline I need to get there. It's fine. Right. Um, and then I start walking. Um, but I was like in a lot of pain at this point because my, 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 my foot was throbbing from running. All of a sudden the adrenaline just stopped and I was in a lot of pain from running. I didn't have any pain meds, like a Tylenol or anything on me at the time. And so we luckily we're at the front of the plane, but we get off and I'm like hobbling up and I just can't really walk that fast. Um, and the day before I'd actually been to my acupuncturist and she said to me, cause she was helping with my foot and stuff. And she was like, Oh, Danielle, just, just call up before and get a wheelchair. Because when you get a wheelchair, she's like, just soak it up. Just, just get it, you know, just to take it all in because then you get in front of all the lines. I was like, okay, okay. But I can't take, like, I can't, I'm not that person. Like I can't lie. Like it's not lying. Like, but I'm like, I had too much dignity to do that. Um, but then when I was in so much pain from my foot throbbing and I, I was really slow walking too, because I kind of had to drag my foot. Um, and there was all these people, I see these wheelchairs. I was like, Hey Luca, can, can I get a wheelchair? 
um, can you push me in a wheelchair? Cause it, like, it's going to really help. And so we find this wheelchair. We just take one of the wheelchairs at the airport. Then I'm holding the suitcase. Luke is pushing me in the wheelchair. We're like racing like a hundred people to get back to the, the, the check-in desk. We check in, we go, we go through back through customs all the way back upstairs to go back to the flight place where we checked in to rebook a flight. Luckily, Luca's like zooming because <laughs> I'm on a wheelchair. We're going pretty quick. I'm holding the suitcase. We get like there pretty like, you know, pretty like maybe like there's 10 people in front of us. And and then the as we get there, the person goes, oh, excuse me, miss um, and mister uh, wheelchairs in this line, please. We get to go in the business line. We're like one of the third people basically to like meet the attendant to rebook our flight. And as we... <laughs> As we look behind us, there's then about a hundred people lined up, people on the phone, like all of these issues, because this is like a big, you know, it's a, a very inconvenient thing for so many people. And like me and Luca, I and this is me and my dignity, right? I was like, I could still stand up fine. Like I and and it was like hard for me to um, you know, it gives me a lot of perspective about people that live their life in wheelchairs because it is you just you know, you have such a different um, perspective. Like you can't see, I couldn't see over the counter. It gave me this whole different perspective and I wanted to stand up and Luke was like, stay down, Danielle. (laughs) You know, like soak it. But like, I, I, it was kind of, um, I wasn't trying to take advantage of the situation because I could stand up, but I couldn't walk far distances. So I did actually need the wheelchair. Um, Anyways, but you know, you know when people just look at you. Anyways. That, that's a whole nother, you know, go listen to the podcast with Mackenzie about um, talking about ableism. So anyways, we they tell us that the only flight that we can get on is we're supposed to leave at 1.30, okay? The only flight we can get on is at 11.30 tonight and, and Terry on top, we have to fly to New York City. We weren't originally flying there. Um, and the connection to get to the Dominican Republic is 24 hours afterwards we arrive and we're like that's like really you could like we have a 24-hour layover it's like is that really necessary like what is this the 1950s (laughs) but you know they're like you might be able to rebook it when you get to new york but this is what you have for now and we're like okay sure it is what it is this is a bummer um and so we're like let's just make the most of it right I got my wheelchair. He's pushing me around the wheelchair. We, they gave us a $24 credit to the airport. $24 does not buy you much <laughs> in an airport. I don't, that's that $12 a person. May I say, I'm like, I don't think that they took it in, in inflation. Anyways, um, so we have like a six hour wait at the airport because there's no point in leaving at that point because by the time you leave and anyways, and so, again, this is one of those moments where I go, hmm, interesting. I wonder why this happened, right? The phone situation, I think that's probably a lesson for me to, like, you know, check my pockets, turn on my find my iPhone. But I wonder why we got, re- like, literally the universe rerouted us to go to New York City. What? Like, why? Why would this happen, right? So... This is what ended up eventuating. We get on the flight at 1130 that night. We have a red eye to New York. Red eyes are never fun. We get there at like 7 a.m. New York time. Um, You know, you feel like total ball sack because you're like dehydrated. You had like an airport sleep and like all this stuff. We tried to rebook our flight. We couldn't get on another flight. We were just going to have to be in New York City for 24 hours, which isn't the worst city in the world. That was like probably the best city in the world to be like stuck in for 24 hours. So we make the most of it. 
Um, and again, hmm, I wonder why this happened, right? Me and Luca end up going into New York City. And even though my foot's feeling better at that point, I'm still hobbling a little bit, but just trying to grin and bear it. And we walk around the city a little bit. We're like going to some different restaurants. It's a pretty cool experience. Quite funny though, because we literally were going to somewhere was going to be 35 degrees. We didn't pack anything warm. Um, And when we're walking around at this one point, we see this sign for a palm reader. And I'm like, oh, wow, I've never actually had my palm read. Like, it's almost happened a few times, but I've never officially had it read. It was $10. So I was like, me and Luca go up and talk to the lady. And she's like, can you come back in an hour? We're like, yep. We go get some cash out. We come back. And I'm like, really interested. I'm like, okay, you know, even if it's total bullshit, that it's, it was $10, you know? Um, and so we go in and she has a bit of a funny energy, like just a bit like, you know, it, it's New York. It, the, the, her like her room where she did palm reading was also her living room, which was like literally off the street. And she just had a curtain and she had her TV going and her couch is there. It was, it was interesting. Um, and she had an interesting energy. Um, but also people in New York have a very different energy from like me, kind, happy, you know, wholesome human where New York's a little tougher. Um, and that's fine. And so she starts, you know, reading my palm and saying these certain things and she starts saying some things where like she would have no idea so she doesn't know me at all I don't know her um and she would have no idea that this stuff about me like I haven't even if she's talking to me on social media like I haven't shared this stuff on social media you know she's saying this stuff and I'm like this is pretty damn cool um and um then she does Luca she does his palm she's saying some stuff about again our his family stuff that we haven't shared on social media stuff that like there's no way that she would know some stuff that we really needed to hear um and then at the end of Luca's reading she turns to me and she says something um and this is still something that's you know very private to me so I'm only going to share like a limited amount but she basically says something to me that I really really deeply needed to hear um that only a message from someone like a psychic or a medium basically a message from somebody on the other side that I really deeply needed to hear um and I just start crying I'm like it's exactly what I needed. And actually a week earlier, I was working through that on the full moon. And I had this moment where I was like, maybe we literally got rerouted from Vancouver instead of to LA and Miami, to New York City, to walk down the street, to find and meet this lady so she could give me this message. And I'm just crying as she's telling me this. And like the biggest weight lifted off of my shoulders. Like gives me like chills thinking about it. Like isn't it incredible when we have the perspective of what is in this for me. Of how we can see how to turn shit into gold. And and when I say shit into gold this is something I don't want to. Um, I want to give everyone credit. There's, I know Amanda Francis has a course called Turn Shit Into Gold, which is great. This is amazing. I haven't taken it, but I know she has a program like that. So, but you know, I'm just using that statement because um, I think it's really powerful. Whereas, like, this is kind of a shitty situation, but we chose to have the perspective of let's make the most of it and see what is here for us. 
we used the we used the energy of being inspired by New York City, and then we stumbled upon this palm reader who told me something that I deeply needed to hear. Both of us needed to hear that I never would have had if I didn't meet her. Right. This is why our attitude in when shitty things happen is so important. Because if we didn't have the perspective of what is here for me, what gift in this pile of poop is here for me to see, to witness, to feel, to, to love, to experience, then maybe we wouldn't have found it. If we had a shitty attitude and we're like, oh, this is so frustrating, we might have just sat in a hotel for 24 hours and not, you know, and done work and recuperated it from our like lack of sleep and like forever in the airport and, and, and just been really angry about it. But we chose to be like, you know what, even this is a bit shitty and my foot hurts. Let's make the most of this situation. There is magic in everything if we choose to find it. Because we can't avoid the shit things sometimes, but we can create the reality on the other side of the challenges. And this is what I really want you guys to understand through this story. You know, I, I really do my absolute best to be as integral and authentic and embodied in what I teach and what I live. And of course, sometimes I'm like, things are hard, right? And this is why you get to feel your feelings. I tell all of you guys in my programs like that you get to feel your feelings it's so important and I was very frustrated for a little while and upset and upset and all the feelings but then choosing to be like okay what is the gift in this right that is not the end of the story so we went to New York City um saw this palm reader heard the thing I needed to hear we flew out to the Dominican the next day had a beautiful trip there. So good to be in the sunshine. So good to be around some like good friends and inspiration and all the things. And then um, this is where another piece comes in again. Um, it was kind of shitty, like reflecting on it, that we lost basically like a whole day of our vacation when we we're only kind of there for six or seven days anyways. So we're like, oh, that's kind of a bummer. Like we paid for another night accommodation and and all this stuff and, and we didn't need to and all anyways, it, it, because our flight was canceled out, out of our, you know, um, out of our control. And we, we thought that our insurance covered it, but it only covers weather. But this is another part of it, which is very cool. The other day I had some of my friends over and one of my friend's boyfriends randomly says, just brings this thing up about how he had his flight um, uh, delayed and he got this reimbursement from it. And he's like, yeah, yeah, everyone can get reimbursed. Um, if your flight gets delayed in Canada and I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, you know, and then we end up looking that there's like a Canadian airline, like (laughs) protection services, compensation, never knew this. Um, I don't know if many people know this because I don't know if many people claim we look up and if you have nine hours or more, um, delay, you can receive a compensation up to it. Um, sorry, if you have nine hours or more, there's there's different t- tiers of it. If you're delayed more than three hours, four hours, seven hours, or nine hours. And this is outside of weather because, you know, fair enough, they can't control weather. Um, and so that wasn't a weather thing. It was a mechanical issue in the plane. And so if you're delayed from arriving to your destination nine hours or more later, you can receive a compensation up to $1,000 a person. 
We found this out the other day and we're like, what the actual fuck? That's awesome. And we were end up being delayed. Like it was more than 19 or 20. We ended up arriving more than like almost 24 hours later to our destination outside of our control. And so, you know, we could maybe possibly receive up to $4,000 compensation, which is crazy. But the thing is, you know, even a few days ago, I was asking the question, I wonder why that happened because I hadn't seen the gift in it yet. I literally said that to my clients the other day in the program. I still hadn't seen the gift and why it had happened. And I was waiting. I'm like, I'm waiting. Sometimes you got to wait for how like the gift and the shitty thing that happened. Sometimes you got to wait a week, a month, a year, a few years, five years. But if you wait and you hold the perspective that there was a gift in that somehow, some way, it will find you. I really deeply believe it will find you. I'm regular ass person, guys. Like I poop, I burp. <laughs> I'm a human. I work through my shit. You know, like I get, I get pimples. Like I'm a normal human. And like, I've had miraculous things happen to me by choosing to have the perspective of where is the gift, the universe is supporting me, it's all conspiring for me. Miraculous. We might be getting $2,000 back. We didn't have to pay for any of our flights or hotel that was rebooked. And, but we also might be basically making money, making money from our trip. At two thousand dollars, two to four thousand dollars is like that's a good amount of money. Like I would have been very, you know, like I'm grateful if I got a hundred dollars. <laughs> but I'm like that's 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 decent, you know. I'm very grateful for that. But I was asking the question, okay, what's the gift? I still don't know the gift. I'm willing to be see things differently, and it happened. I want to give you guys that inspiration because I truly believe that whatever shit that you're going through. You could turn it into gold with the perspective and the asking of questions. And this crazy epic story of us going to the Dominican Republic and back and almost losing our phone and being rerouted to New York and getting a message from a palm reader and receiving $2,000, like all these things, like, you know, I want you to know me and Luca, like I said, we're not, we're not special people. We're just average people that choose to have a special perspective, a miraculous perspective in life. And I, I really believe that when you choose that life works for you because you're not angry at the things that happen. You choose to have curiosity and you choose to feel your feelings, but realize that the life isn't trying to fuck you over. Not at all. Life is actually working in your favor. And even though sometimes it might feel like you're being fucked over, you get to be angry about that. But then you also get to be the gentle and like curious observer of be like, okay, I'm willing to see what's here for me. I'm willing to be, I'm willing to see the magic in this. With that, you can turn anything into miraculous shit. So my friends, I hope this story inspires you. I hope that you take this into your life. I hope that you share this with somebody that light, like that might need it. Um, and I think this is a perfect way to have our last double digit episode number 99 before we hit 100 next week, which I have perfectly planned for my 30th birthday week. Well, kind of perfectly like 
uh, a balance between perfectly and accidentally. You know, maybe the universe helped me. So I love you long time. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and may you have the most beautiful day. Welcome to the other side, beautiful souls. I so deeply appreciate you spending this time with me. My intention with this podcast is to uplift, love on, and inspire you and align my actions with this intention. But as with everything in the world of personal and spiritual development, take what feels good for you and leave the rest. As a white, able-bodied, cisgender woman, the perspectives I share here are inherently affected by my privileges. I'm actively invested in learning how to elevate and support lived experiences beyond my own, and I'm always open to and grateful for your feedback. I am listening. No matter who you are, where you're from, or where you're going, I see you, I love you, and you matter. So thank you for listening, beautiful souls, and I'll see you next time.